Chapter 1 A trickle of blood dribbled out of Joshua Ben Nun's nose. It did not flow down onto his chin, but rather up into his eyes and onto his forehead, because he was hanging upside down, along with his companion Caleb Ben Jephana. Both of them had been beaten senseless and strung up in order to be skinned alive and eaten by a unit of ten giant Anakim warriors. The two had been ambushed when they were visiting the graves of their patriarchs, Abraham and Isaac, near the caves of Machpelah, just outside the Oaks of Mamre in Canaan. Their horses had been taken from them. And now they were arguing upside down. I told you we should not stop, hissed Joshua, but you had to visit your forefather's resting place for your own sense of importance. Caleb coughed back. You are my truest friend, Joshua, but sometimes your arrogance is unbecoming. But I am right. Shut up, you two worms, shouted the gruff nine-foot-tall Anakim with a fillet knife. I cannot think straight. You never think straight, complained another nine-footer with a bandaged arm. He had been wounded in the fight with the two small humans. I say we should eat them and move on. We are already late, and you know how angry Abi gets when we are late. Abi was the shortened nickname for Abi Yamimu, their military general in the city of Kiriath Arba, just a few miles away. They were on first patrol for the evening, and they should have been back already. Another one added, He might sick Ahiman on us. Ahiman was the right hand of Abi, and he was the tallest and most fearsome Anakite in the land, the largest and mightiest of the sons of Anak. The Anakim were the dominant force in southern Canaan. They were a mighty clan of red and blonde-haired, fair-skinned giants whose ancestors were the primeval Nephilim from before the Great Flood. The name Anak was thought to mean necklace, which was more a reference to their doubly long necks than the strings of golden bones that they wore as attention-drawing jewelry. Because of their Nephilim ancestry, they also had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, and grew to heights of eight to eleven feet tall. Ahiman was unusually large at fifteen feet. I will make it quick, said the one with a fillet knife. It would not take too long to skin and eat the captives. There were actually three of them. The third one was a mercenary from some unknown territory. He was unconscious. They would be a mere snack for a few of these towering warriors whose weight of 400 to 600 pounds required much daily meat to satisfy their hunger. Most of the patrol sat at the fire warming up in the cold desert night. The one with the fillet knife raised it to start on Joshua. But just as suddenly, a dagger flew through the air and lodged itself into the giant's bicep. He dropped the blade with a curse and clutched his wounded arm. All ten of the warriors jerked their heads to see where the knife had come from. Two Anakim warriors stepped into the firelight. The one that threw the knife was about ten feet tall and about seven hundred pounds. The other was a foot higher, heavier, and with a manicured beard. They both had the fair skin and blondish red hair that typified the Anakim ethnic traits and the doubly long necks of bulging muscle, another Anakim distinctive. But these two were a higher caste. Their necklaces were more gold than bones. They were rulers. Lord Sheshai! Lord Talmai! blurted the captain of the unit.
they all stood up and gave their malicious salute of submission to their overlords. It was a fisted straight arm thrust forward with a fisted left arm at a perpendicular angle jutting into the elbow of the straight arm. It was their salute to power, the only thing they held sacred as worshippers of Baal, the most high god of storm and power in the pantheon. The fillet Anakim whimpered and groaned as he pulled the knife from his arm and sought to wrap the wound with a bandage. Sheshai and Talmai were commanders of the armed forces of the hill country region, and they were brothers of Ahiman, the fierce one. It was said of this mighty clan of Canaan, who can stand against the sun